Welcome to the Get Up and Hope podcast. My name is William Thomas. Thank you for joining your hosts, my dad, David Thomas, and his friend Joe Carr. Hello, this is David, and in this episode, we talk about defining moments and how we often allow our past success or failure to prevent us and others from moving forward in hope toward a better future. Well, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to Get Up and Hope. This is Joe and David. We're excited you're back with us for another episode. We're calling this episode Defining Moments. So tell us, David, what does that mean? I think we have this thought of a defining moment being some high point that we've reached in our life, like some major achievement that we've been striving for forever. But we also have times in our lives that are maybe less than spectacular. (laughs) When we suffer setbacks and we suffer failures, we start to define ourselves by those moments and they become a hindrance in moving forward and pursuing hopes and dreams and what God may have for us. Every time we reach out for some new goal or some new dream, we have this moment of failure in our mind that we allow to become all encompassing of who we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a judgment about a particular moment, kind of like a freeze frame that lives inside of our brain. And every time we attempt to do something similar again, we say, oh, wait, it didn't go well last time. And so we have this immediate self-doubt and negativity that comes up in our life. There's something there that we need to really address about like, should we be defining those particular moments? Should we be boxing in ourselves and boxing in other people? One recent example I have is I lead worship at my church and I'm driving to church on Sunday morning. I look up in the rearview mirror behind me and there's this guy in a suit and he's just like going at it, man. He's waving his hand around and just looks like he's yelling and screaming. And his wife is just kind of slumped in her chair and staring out the window. And I thought, what a jerk. (laughs) I thought, man, look at that guy. He's on his way to church. Obviously he's all dressed up. It's a Sunday morning and he's just in there yelling and screaming at his wife. And she's staring out the window And I'm going to wait until the next stoplight and I'm going to get out of my car. I'm going to go back and knock on this guy's window and yell at him. Right. I thought (laughs) I'm going to be the good guy here and I'm going to interrupt this. But then I started to think about it. And thankfully it was before we got to the next stoplight. (laughs) But what if he's not really yelling? What if this guy is some super animated pastor at a church and his wife is hearing his practice sermon for the 50th time? And I thought, man, (laughs) (laughs) Then it started to send me down this road of how many times have I been in my car and one of my kids, you know, startled me and I thought I almost was going to swerve off the road or something. I said, bud, you got to keep it down. And somebody looked up just in that moment and saw what looked like me yelling at one of my kids and thought, what a jerk. I was putting myself in this higher position of I am the superior person. And I was going to come to the rescue. I was going to be the hero. Mm -hmm. You're right. Like no one wants to be defined in that way. How many times have I been guilty of defining someone else, judging them in that particular moment? And that's who they are from that point on. Right. I have actually another interesting story about that at Disney World of all places. I'm on this ride and it used to be called, I think it was the great movie ride or something like that. You have kind of a guide that takes you through the tour of all the movies. She gets onto the front of this car and she starts speaking. And then as soon as she's done with her pre-scripted time, she puts the microphone on mute 
and pulls out this tissue and starts crying. And my, my kids look at me and they're, they're kind of like, what's, what's happening? And I'm like, I don't know, buddy, just, <laughs> just keep, just keep going on the ride. And then she gets to the next part of the ride and she, you know, turns the microphone on and is all bubbly and happy and starts giving her spiel, you know, and then she puts it back on mute and was like blowing her nose into this tissue and crying. And then about halfway through the ride, I, I'm not even joking. She gets up and walks off. <laughs> and it was just this awkward moment of wait what's happening and I thought you know how many people that we come into contact with where our experience of them is man that was really awkward but you know that something else was happening in in her life mm -hmm. my wife Casey always says I try not to judge anybody and what they're doing even in the moment because I don't know what's happening in their lives and why right. they're responding in that way. And actually it reminds me a little bit of the story of Adam and Eve eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We focus more on the fact that they were disobeying and yet we don't really focus on it. what they were doing is they're saying, I want to be the one to be able to decide what's good and what's evil. I want to be able to know the difference and I want to be in this judgment seat. And that's in a sense, like how, we quote unquote become like God as we become the judges of the situations and people. So it feels like sometimes we're just living off of the fruit off that tree. Like we're always judging, always defining what's best for someone. And do we really know? I, I don't think we do. But we feel really good about ourselves when we define other people. Yeah, I think you're on to it right there. It, it is really about propping ourselves up in that moment, like, oh, I'm, I am the one who knows what the best thing is for someone else. It is such a dangerous, slippery slope of thinking. It, it makes us kind of over another person. And no longer is this person an actual person. They are an other, they are an it. We are defining what's good for them. Being vulnerable here, I, I'm a four on the Enneagram. And kind of what we are known for is people who do not want to be boxed in. We don't want to be defined in one particular manner. And so we like to keep people guessing and keep people <laughs> surprised a little bit. And just as much as I'm saying, I hate when people do that to me, it has to start with can I stop doing that for other people? Scripture says, uh, judge not lest you be judged. Do we like it when other people are defining us? by a singular moment and letting that cloud their vision of anything else we ever do. Yeah, that's David. He did this great thing, but there's always like this. Yeah, but I was thinking about one time that I was invited to go sing at this retreat for uh, several youth groups that were together. They had said, hey, we're going to give you like an hour. It's going to be our evening activity. So anyways, I'm like two songs in and the, one of the organizers comes up to me and whispers, okay, maybe just one more. Can you just do one more song? And I look down on my set list. I mean, I've got like 20 more songs I can do. I'm like, um, okay, I can do one more. And I mean, I, I, I don't even think I even got through it. I think I was just so thrown off in the moment. And that became like such a defining moment for me that like, I started to think, oh, wait, did I do something wrong? Was I not communicating? Was I not making sense? Did I sound bad? Or what was it, you know, like my song choices or what was going on? And so right. every time I was invited to go sing someplace ever since then, almost, it's like some of those things continue to creep up. We talked about a little bit last week about the dark time I went through in my life and being divorced. And so there's always this thing in the back of my mind, 
do people need to hear what I say because of this situation I went through and thinking, oh man, is that how other people are seeing me? Is that how other people are defining me? I don't know if you're familiar with the book, A Body Keeps the Score, you know, that idea when we face something kind of like a trauma or a defining situation for ourselves, our body remembers that moment. Those things tend to define our future as opposed to just being a blip on the larger arc. It's a obvious barrier for our progress and, and for even feeling hopeful. This idea of hope is not just about turning a negative into a positive. It's also about looking ahead into the future right. and even desiring something bigger than what you have at the moment. When we talk about get up and hope, we mean all of those things at once. We mean like be positive in the moment. Don't judge this particular experience so negatively. Dream big and think beyond like what's currently happening for you. It has to start with the really small steps right. before we can ever get to that bigger thing. So I think that's why I'm glad we're talking about this. Two of the big things that we need to learn to do is release ourselves from defining ourselves, but we also need to release ourselves from feeling like we're caged in by the perception of others. Yeah, that's huge. That's helpful. So is perception reality? No, no. That's one of my uh, pet peeves, I guess, is, <laughs> is hearing people say perception is reality. Anybody who's played Uno knows that that's not true because a six to one person <laughs> is a nine to another person. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Don't they have the little underline underneath the nine or the six? I can't remember which one's which. They absolutely do. And the key there is you said the underline. I've played with people who think that's on top, that the line oh is on top. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Uno, if you're listening, you need to define that in the rules if it's not already in there. But, it probably yeah. is. <laughs> I do think it is true that everyone's experiences is what they're experiencing in the moment. But to be able to also have a little bit of humility that I may not have seen it exactly the way it was meant to be presented, nor was it all black or all white. I've struggled. I've been a black and white kind of thinker. I'm that person that's saying, oh, that was good. Oh, that was bad. And there's nothing in between, you know, those two things, at least in our own minds. I respect other people's perceptions, but let's have a longer view of this to not capture this in a millisecond, but to like see what happens over a longer period of time. And even to ask prodding questions. So if someone is being rude to us, you know, in the moment, it's okay to say, I feel bothered by their rudeness, but it would be wrong if I were to say that person is a rude person. Instead, I would take that opportunity to ask some questions. How are you doing, by the way? How are things going for you right now? Then it starts to open that door up a little bit, and then we can get a bigger picture of who this person is. Right. And it doesn't have to be something even that in depth. I think about, I use this example all the time because one of the things about me that actually drives my wife crazy. So, so Casey is like, a, I have a task. I'm going to get the task done. That's how her mind works. And she is probably the most efficient person I've ever met. The way that my mind works is there's a task and I want to enjoy myself on the way there and on the way back. So one of the things that I do and why I use the example of the checkout line so often at the grocery store is I swear I can go into a Costco, it can be Walmart, it can be Publix, that's the grocery store we have down here, and I will figure out a way to see every new thing that they have in there just because I'm enjoying myself. 
but I've noticed in the checkout line, what I try to do is if somebody seems like they're having a bad day, I try to engage with every single person there in some way, you know, whether it's just an offhand joke or something, especially if they seem like they have a lot of impatient people in the line with them. Right. So it can be mm-hmm. something as simple. Yeah, I think we spoke a little bit on the last episode about just looking for ways to be a positive influence in some way that maybe every single interaction that they have throughout the day is negative. But because you were able to be positive in some way, they have hope that maybe the day will be a little bit better. Or maybe every other customer they have won't be that bad, you know, in whatever scenario it's in. And I think that that is really what um, the end goal of all this would be. We have a different perspective, and now we're actually able to bring that into our into our life, into our workplaces, into the things we do for fun, which I guess for you is shopping. So uh, I, I will. <laughs> it's, it's actually it, not spending money. It's just wandering oh, around okay. for real. Just yeah. Wandering around. Yeah. Looking around. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm such an <laughs> old It's like person. too bad we don't live in the same town. I'd send you my shopping list. You can do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I always used to look at the older people who did that and thought like, man, how do they have the attention span to do that? It, but I mean, well, I guess speaking of that, I think the older you get, you realize, as we were talking about defining people by moments, you realize there's a lot more gray area than the black or white that you were talking about. And the more you grow in anything, whether it's your faith or anywhere you are, it's like you learn the rules, you learn what the rules aren't, and then you think you have a handle on it. But the more you experience life, you realize there's a lot more gray than there is black and white. Mm -hmm. And so giving people grace in those moments, I think is huge. Yeah. One of my favorite authors, Richard Rohr, he talks about the idea of forgiving the moment. Mm -hmm. And when I read that, I was just like, man, what a great line. So it's not just having grace for an individual, but it's really just giving grace to what's happening. So say you're back in that checkout line and you're one of those impatient people and you're having a hard time feeling very hopeful have some forgiveness for just the situation you're in that there are people who are not in a hurry, people who are taking their time or people who are like, oh, oh no, I forgot my debit card or something. And, and they're having to try and figure out another way to pay for it or whatever it is. When you're able to step back and just see this with a longer, wider view, it, it makes the possibility that you can say that moment was not out to get me. That person was not trying to slow me down. Right. I can forgive this moment, you know? And I think that produces the possibility for more hope. That's what we're after. We're really trying to do both going outward, but also going really deep inward and dealing with those things that prevent us from being able to act on these things. Right. And I think that's the key to releasing others from the way that we define them is looking inward because we are so quick to move from moment to moment and we don't allow ourselves to be in silence. And I don't mean silence as in like, you have to go in some dark room of your house and close the door and sit with your legs crossed and your hands out. (laughs) But I mean, sometimes that's good though. (laughs) Sometimes that's amazing. But I mean, silence as in taking a break for a moment from the situation in your mind and thinking through it a little bit more. I found that there's some times where it's either best for me not to respond at all, or it's something that I know I shouldn't respond to immediately because my response will be something I'll be 
disappointed in myself about. I'll be creating a negative defining moment for me as I'm defining somebody else. But I think that when we really look into ourselves and think, man, there's so much going on in my life that people don't know about, that's probably happening for them. I'm just going to offer grace for that situation. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to judge them. I'm just going to treat them positively, no matter how it's interrupting my day and be the person who's first willing to extend forgiveness or grace, despite what may or may not be being extended by the other person. Yeah. Wow. That is so good. And, and actually, since you mentioned it, you know, you kind of like alluded to a little bit of meditation or prayer, or, you know, like mindfulness. Right. And I picked up a, a tip, you know, if you're trying to sit and be quiet and immediately thoughts come in, that means you can't focus really at that moment. And the tip is basically don't judge, like right. let, let those thoughts come and just have compassion for yourself. Hey, I'm a person. I think thoughts. And say, I also trust that I will be able to remember that later. So you don't have to like interrupt your prayer, interrupt your mindful time. You can apply that in your regular life. Like, okay, something is happening. Do I have to define it at this moment? Do I have to take a bite out of the knowledge of good and evil? Can I be patient? Can I be gracious? Show grace, show love. I really would encourage people to make time for those moments of being in silence. I've just found that so helpful and I'm not, I'm not awesome at it yet, but it's a practice Mm. that I try to put in perspective. That's helped me think, okay, I could have responded to this better. And so here's what I want to do going forward. It's a positive start for the day. And it's not, you don't know, you can be laying in bed with your eyes closed and just lay there for an extra five minutes. It doesn't have to be some big uh, meditation chamber or anything, but just Mm -hmm. being mindful that you're going to stop and think about how you want to interact with people throughout the day. Yeah, that is very, very wise. It's a great challenge for all of us, you know, to try to do. And so, I mean, yeah, that might be a a way to uh, make this practical. So let's wrap this up. So any final thoughts about defining moments for you, David? I think the big takeaway is not to let ourselves be defining of other people and not to allow other people's perception of us to define who we think we are, but to realize that we can move forward regardless of where we are, or who we've been. And that's not only you know, my own opinion, that's something that I believe that is inspired by our faith in God, you know, something that Christianity is all about, God taking us from where we currently are and moving us forward despite the judgments that we may face by other people. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Well said. So thank you, David, for all you shared. This conversation has been really helpful. So I hope all those who tuned in enjoyed it just as much as we did. So check back again next time, and we'll see you soon. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Get Up and Hope. If you have enjoyed this discussion, please take a moment to help us out by leaving us a review, and be sure to subscribe to this podcast in order to receive future episodes. Thanks again.